We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who praise Him and who ask His help and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is the messenger of Allah. Brothers and sisters, a topic today about accepting the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when things don't go your way. And uh, the topic actually was suggested by one of you. I don't know if you're here or not. But if you look, there is a, I put a suggestion for a box for the khutbah. One here and one in the, the, the sister section. Now, alhamdulillah, I got a lot of suggestions. So keep writing your suggestion. What you want me to talk about? What you want to hear from me? So inshallah, this is what we're going to be talking about, the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when things don't go your way. You know, but before we talk about these things, we need to know what is destiny? What is qadr? And qadr, brothers and sisters, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowing of everything in a pre-eternity. What happened? What will happen, whether they're good or bad, from the pre-eternity, to, the, to past eternity, their time, places, and their characteristics, and also His ordaining and determining them. If it's a little bit hard to understand, it's like when we say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His knowledge encompasses everything that is, everything that was, and everything that will be. Not only that, but His knowledge also encompasses everything that was Everything that is not, and everything that was never, and everything that will never be. <coughs> and the scholars, they said, Qadha, or Al-Qadr has four pillars. Number one is ilm, which means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything before it happens. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَحَاطَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا that the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses everything. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the knower of the seen and the unseen. Number two is the, 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 the kitab, which means that every that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written down everything that will that will happen. And he said, وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ فِي إِمَامٍ مُبِينٍ 
Everything that will happen, we are reading, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has it written down. Number three is Al-Mashiyah, which means nothing will happen without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission. Nothing will happen without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ عَلَىٰ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ Never say I will do such and such thing tomorrow, except if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it. These are the qadar or qadar. Believing in the qadar is one of the pillars of iman. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that one of the most important hadith of the whole sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is hadith Jibreel. When Jibreel alayhi salam came and he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a few questions, hadith in Sahih Muslim related by Umar ibn Khattab, that a man was really striking, very handsome, he came and he sat in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he put his hands on the thighs of Rasulullah or on his own thighs. And then he started asking the Messenger of Allah, Ya Muhammad, tell me what is Islam? And then the Prophet Muhammad gave him the objects of Islam. Ya Muhammad, mal iman, tell me what is iman? And the Prophet Muhammad also told him about the, the objects of iman and he told him to believe in Allah. To believe in Allah and in the last day, to believe in the angels of Allah, to believe in the prophets and the books of Allah, and to believe also in the destiny, in the qadr, khayrihi wa shari, whether it's good or bad. So it is one of our pillars, the pillars of Iman. But currently, brothers and sisters, people are in that state of despair. People always complain about things. When something happens that doesn't go your way, people always complain about it. People are in a state, currently a lot of people all over the world, they are in a state of despair, or a state of distress, you know, and all they care about is just, I want to be happy. That's it, I want to be happy. But happiness really comes and goes. And what you need, what you need to think of is the rida, is the containment. Is the containment, because you will never be happy, you will never be 24-7 happy all the time, you can't, it's, this is not life. It will not happen in this life. This is not the place for happiness, for full happiness. And Imam Ahmed, when the man asked him, Ya Imam told me, when I'm gonna feel comfortable in this life, he said, there is no such thing. Comfort is when you put your, your first step in Jannah, that's comfort. So people need to, to think about not to, to be happy, but to, to be content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because again happiness comes and goes and containment is that which lasts and containment Rasulullah considered also to be a part of iman and a sign of faith and he said he will taste the sweetness of faith whoever is content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his Lord with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as his prophet and with the religion of Islam as his tradition or his religion. And being content is very, very important for two reasons. Number one, if you're content with, what, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings to you, you'll be able to worship him freely. Because if you're not content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll be occupied, you'll, be, you'll busy your heart and your mind with all these questions. Why did it happen? Why wasn't it not like that? Why this? Why that? 
Also, the second reason that it's, it's, it's a necessary to be, to be content with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the inherent danger of falling into the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sakhat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because of being dissatisfied with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or with the will or the mashia or the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yahya ibn Mu'ad, Imam al-Razi rahimahullah, people asked him, how can we attain a state of, of containment? And he said to them, well, when the servant says, oh Allah, in if you give me, I will accept. And if you withhold from me, I'm content. I'm content with whatever you give me. To have this, this sense of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To acknowledge that you've been treated well by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dawood alayhi salam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Oh Allah, tell me the least of your blessings upon me. He said to him, breathe. Breathe. That's the least of my blessings upon you. We have all these blessings and we don't think about them. We always think about the things that we, we didn't get. And containment is not a fulfillment of what you, what you want, but to realize how much you really have. And this is really an optimistic approach to the, to the whole issue. Don't think about the things that you want. Think about the things that you already have. To be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To acknowledge that you're being treated by well by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remember all these blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ Remind them with the days of Allah. Have them remember the days of Allah. And Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, he said the days of Allah are the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't forget these days. Don't forget when you were having problems and you tried to get help from everybody. And nobody was there for you except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't forget that. Always remember these days when you had a lot of calamities, a lot of tribulations, a lot of hard times. And there was nobody there to help you, to assist you except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't forget these days. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَلَئِنْ شَكَبْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you show gratitude to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase you. But we have forgotten the days of Allah. We have forgotten the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this religion, the religion of Islam, is a religion of signs. The book of Allah that we have in our hands is the book of signs. But we have forgotten about a lot of things. We have forgotten about our state. We have forgotten about who do we belong to, who we are, where are we going. We have forgotten about the purpose of our existence in this life. And this is really the state of all humanity wherever you go. But brothers and sisters, we need to wake up. We need to wake up for the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remember the days of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remember how gentle Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was with us all the time. And also the religion of Islam is a religion that causes us to wake up. So it's time to wake up brothers and sisters.
And thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all these blessings. If you show gratitude to Allah, He said, I will increase you. I will increase you if you show gratitude to me. Ibn Ata'illah, rahimahullah, he said, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ النِّعَمْ فَقَدْ تَعَرَّلَ لِزَوَالِهَا And the person who does not show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's exposing these blessings to be taken away from him. Just think about the ni'mah, the blessings of being healthy. Just think about that, the blessings of just being healthy. Think about all these people who couldn't get up in the morning because they're ill. Think about all the people who spend their nights in hospitals. Think about all these people, you know, they got up in the morning and have to empty bags of urine because they couldn't go to the restroom. Think about this. Imam Shafi'i, he said a beautiful statement. He said, health is a crown. Health is a crown that the healthy people wear it on their head. Only the sick people can see it. Only the sick people can see it. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. You know, Sheikh Salik, I don't know if any of you know Sheikh Salik. He came here a few years ago, two or three years ago. And this man is a sweet man. He's an amazing human being. Very kind, very gentle. This man, subhanAllah, he has a, a kidney problem. He's overseas, he's being treated right now, and they said it's because of the water that he used to drink. And all of his people, they used to drink overseas. Because they drink brown water that causes a lot of diseases, liver and kidney and urinary infection, a lot of diseases because of the water. Because they don't have clear, pure water. They don't have running water. I'm coming from a place that we didn't have running water. Really, we didn't have running water. And I'm early 30s, you know, we're talking about 90s, we didn't have in our time, we didn't have running water. There are people who used to come like in, in donkeys and camels to come to our tents and just like get some water from a water wheel somewhere. Thank you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the ni'mah of water. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all this ni'mah. You know, I'm coming from a place that a jar of honey, a jar of honey in your table is a sign of wealth. In a place, if you eat meat once a week, that's a sign of wealth. Wallahi. So think about all this ni'm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about all these blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody asked me last week after Friday, he came and he asked me a question about, you know, about um, shrimp. Uh, is it allowed for Muslims to eat shrimp and shellfish and all this? And then I said, I explained to him the opinions of the scholars. And I also explained to him what Abu Hanifa said of Allah and then I said to him, Akhi, you know what? The first time I had shrimp is when I came here to the state six years ago. Because I could not afford to, not because I'm pious or righteous, I'm the lowest amongst you. But we didn't know, we cannot afford to have shrimp. We couldn't. You know, Allah, Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, he saw a man in the street, in the market, he was cleaning his feet, and he says, what's, what's, what's up with you? He said, I desired to eat meat and went and I bought meat and I ate and Alhamdulillah. Sayyidina Umar looked at this man and he said, SubhanAllah, Everything that she desired, just go and eat. Simply just go and buy and eat. What did you leave for the Akhirah? What did you leave for Jannah? What did you leave for Jannah? 
You know, think about it. Most of you had breakfast and had lunch, right? They came in here. Before they came here, you know, they, they adjusted your, your, your food and everything started to come out. You didn't have to push a button. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing that. You have nasal hair to protect your lungs. And you also have like some sort of a layer in your lungs to protect your lungs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing that. You've been blinking all day long to clean your eyes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing that. You have white blood cells in your body to protect your whole body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing that. I've never heard of someone who stands, who stood before Allah, and he says, Oh Allah, thank you very much for this white blood cell. Amazing. No, there are a lot of things we're not aware of. A lot of things that we don't see, a lot of things we don't thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. And we take everything for granted. We take our lives for granted. We take our religion, our, our station with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our health. We take our spouses for granted. We take our children for granted. We take everything for granted. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal insanu ma gharraka bi rabbika al-kareem. Oh mankind, what has deluded you? What has deluded you? Think about all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created the heaven and earth. And he sent down rain and because of that rain he brought out fruits and vegetations for you. In order to show some gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just some recognition, that's all. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. And then he says, وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمُ الْفُلْكَ لِتَجْرِيَ فِي الْبَحْرِ بِأَمْرِ and he has made ships to serve you. And he has made rivers to serve you. And he also has made the moon and the sun to serve you. And he also has made the day and the night to serve you. Everything for you. Everything for you. And yet we're not happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hit us with some climate, or not happy with the destiny of Allah, the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet we don't feel compelled to, to, to give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a standing ovation, to stand before Allah and say, Alhamdulillah, to say, Alhamdulillah, to say, Allahu Akbar. Sometimes when we see somebody does something, just a human being, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him some skills to do some tricks. He will get up when he finishes whatever he does. Everybody say something. Bravo, bravo, what a great thing that you do. And we don't we don't say bravo to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thanking him about all these amazing, amazing blessings. Think about the creation of God here. You know, one of the awliya, his name is uh, Ahmed Balaw. May Allah have mercy upon him. And yes, we do believe in the awliya. Yes, it's a part of our creed as Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that in the Quran. Allah inna awliya Allah ila khawfun alayhi. And he also said in the hadith policy, man aada li waliya. Anyways, Ahmed Balawi said, the door I came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through is to exalt the creation of Allah. The things that made me content and happy and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was through His creation. 
And he said, I never saw, I never saw a member of the family of Rasulullah except I exalted him for his relationship to the Master of Allah. I never saw a, a scholar except I exalted him for the knowledge that he carries. I never saw a, a, a Muslim except I exalted him for his service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I never saw a non-Muslim, a non-Muslim, except I exalted him because he's a manifestation of the divine one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's there. He's there for the permission of Allah. And then he said, I've, I've never saw a rock or a tree, a rock or a tree, except I exalted them because also the manifestation of the divine one of Allah subhanahu Think about this. Think about all these things around you, all the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon And say, Alhamdulillah, I'm in the blessings. I'm in the ni'mah. Compare yourself to people overseas. Forget about people and compare yourself to people here. That person that is standing before you right now speaking to you, if he dies tomorrow, his wife will not have enough money to bury him. Say, Alhamdulillah. Trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is kareem, is generous. So just compare yourself to the people who are less fortunate than you. And a part of it, really, brothers and sisters, a part of it is because what we have done. That's it. That's how the righteous people before us used to think of. This is how the righteous people before us thought about it that it's because of what we have done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, The corruption has spread on sea and land because of what people have done. And Sayyidina Rasulullah said to Ali ibn Abi Talib, That means that every illness, every calamity, every hardship, every problem that you go through is because of something that you did. Wallahi, I know the Arif, the one I, the Arif is the teacher. The Arif in my village back home when I was a little child is the person that I used to go to memorize the Quran and tune and listen. And many people used to come to him and complain to him about sustenance. And he used to tell them, because of something that you did. It's because of something that you did. Examine yourself. Rasulullah when the earthquake happened in Medina, he put his hand on the land and he said, it's not the time for you to do this yet. And then he turns to people and he says, Oh people, inna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blaming you. So turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him to forgive you. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, when it happened again, when earthquake happened in Medina, he says, Wallahi, Wallahi, if it happened again, I'm out of here. I'm not staying here anymore. Because he realized that this is because of something bad that people are doing. You know, Ibn Khaldun, he had this book called Kitabul Ibar. It's an amazing book. He said in Kitabul Ibar that there is a connection between history and Sharia. And he said, we must study history. And we must study the history of the previous nation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in the Quran to learn. To take lessons from that. To know why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy these people? 
Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take the, the, the blessings away from them? Took the blessings away from them. And Al-Maqrizi, rahimahullah, is a great historian, a great uh, faqih and imam in Egypt. Uh, he died 808 or 809 Hijriya. And he has a book called and this book I recently read, amazing book, amazing book. And he's talking about how, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy the previous nations. And he's given really uh, answers and responses to, to that. And we should actually learn. And a part of it is just because of what we have done. That's the lesson that we learn, brothers and sisters. Really. And remember one thing, that everything happens for a reason. And there's a wisdom. The wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala behind everything. If you don't have sons, if you don't have children, there's a wisdom behind it. You know, if you are, if, if you are poor or you're, you're suffering poverty, just think about the people who change that. If you feel pain, just think about the people who have been aching for years. If you don't have shoes, think about people who don't even have feet. Really, and think about this. Think about the prophets of Allah, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu the Prophet Adam Alayhi Salam. Adam wanted to stay in Jannah, but it didn't. It didn't. It didn't happen. Nuh Alayhi Salam asked Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, "Save my son." But he didn't get what he wanted. Yaqub Alayhi Salam asked his son. Yusuf Alayhi Salam. Was, he experienced a lot of trials. The Prophet Muhammad went through countless of trials. Countless of trials. He, his, his dignity was put into question. His people drove him out of his, of his town. He buried all his children except Fatima. He has seen a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Followers were killed. Uncle. Hamza was killed and his body was disfigured. But the Prophet Muhammad the Prophet Muhammad would go down in a sajda out of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When was the last time he actually did he put or has done in the ground? Just out of gratitude. Out of not in a salah, just out of gratitude. When was the last time he did that? He thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Well, I'm just gonna go home. Have everybody line up and pray to Rakaat to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for being healthy. Just for being healthy. Or have food for, for the day. Who was the last time? Think about the, you know, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa man came to him and he says, Ya Rasulullah, who is the most tested among people? Who is the most tested among people? The Master of Allah said, did not, he didn't say the thieves or the, you know, sinners or just, he said the prophets and the messengers. These are the most tested among people. These are the most tested, tested among people. And then he says, you tell that the man will be afflicted according to the degree or the level of his faith. The strong the faith is, the strong the calamity will be. This life is just how long are you going to live, really? 60, 70, 80, 90 years, in what? In what? So if you have been trying to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do something to you or not, you're not getting it, there is a wisdom behind it. And also examine yourself. You know, That whatever happens to you, 
whatever tribulation calamity that befalls upon you is because of what your hand has done so we pray behind us Thank you.